technically true by tanay pan welcome to technically true a podcast about public speaking developer relations and technology i'm your host tanay today i'm joined by pierre burshi hey pierre hey tanay thanks a lot for having me today thanks for joining us so pierre is the co-founder and ceo of strapi pierre tell us a bit about yourself so um i'm pierre uh, i i started uh, my studies as a as a web developer um and uh, i did a lot of uh, websites mobile application as a freelancer as well and for most of our uh, clients uh, i was using traditional cmss and i was doing many of this uh, projects with my two co-founders orea and jim so we we use a lot of traditional cmss and uh, we when we had to do a mobile application or a website uh, using modern frontend frameworks such as angular at the time but that but then react or vuejs um traditional cmss were not a great fit because we we wanted to to connect our frontend to an api um and even if it is possible to add an api to traditional cmss it's that's really a good fit because it's not lightweight and you lose all the power of the plugins because the whole design for traditional use cases so we decided to build our own uh, cms uh, and that's uh, how we we came up with strapi that's amazing and what's even more amazing is like uh, strapi has an uh, amazing community of developers supporting it and uh, you also have an active devrel team so in the initial days how did you go about building a community around the product so back in the day so it was in 2015 when we published the, the project on github um so at the, at the very beginning uh, i think we it was not even a community but it was a some some users um and it was extremely exciting to have uh, you know just the, the first users so we we were so excited that we really wanted to take care of these users so we 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 answered to all of their um, questions on a the github issues we reviewed the pull request we helped them we documented the product the product for them we rewarded them we 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 are always saying thank you thank you for for your feedback thank you for your contributions that's really how it get started mm-hmm. and then um the usage started growing and in the community as well and the community is so important uh, for us at strapi that Uh, and and care is one for core values so we we that's that was really something that is that has been very organic to grow the community just because we wanting to wanted to 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 satisfy them to, to include them in, in the in the development of the product makes sense and we've been talking in the previous episodes about devrel teams failing in some startups and like one of the major reasons like devrel teams fail is a lack of understanding with the leadership or a mismatch of expectations so what advice can you give to founders to build devrel culture in their companies right from the start yeah so it can be a misalignment uh, with the leadership um so first of all it's really important that the leadership really understand uh, why it is important so i, I think that's something which is easily understandable for uh, devtools funders but uh, it is less the case for 
other products uh, that, for example, have an API, but the API is not the core product. Uh, so most of the time, I think the, the issue is uh, really uh, the expect expectations from uh, from developers, uh, because uh, if the scope is extremely large, uh, it can go from content marketing to documentation to support to uh, almost development sometime. Um, to, yeah. uh, so so it's, uh, the scope is, is extremely large and it's it's really hard to um, precisely define, okay, this is our priority now with the community and we have to focus on this. Maybe we will be bad on this specific aspect, but this is the priority. And so this is the expectations. Right. Yeah, I think like focus is definitely something that a lot of devil teams can benefit from. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, the, the main two aspects uh, are, uh, I think on one side is more about support, documentation, yeah. uh, you know, to, to help existing users. And then there is the uh, marketing aspects of, um, of DevRel, uh, which is more about evangelism um, to promote the product. And it's important at least, you know, to be clear about, okay, I'm in this category or in the other one. Right. It's interesting that you mentioned these two separately because we often hear two distinct terminologies in the DevRel world, developer advocates and developer evangelists. So how do the responsibilities for these two roles differ at Strapi? So, yeah, I think it's really important to distinguish these two, uh, these two worlds. So developer advocate and developer evangelist. It's not perfect science. Some people uh, mm-hmm. will use the developer, developer advocate uh, title for um for promoting the project and developer evangelists for helping existing users, if it should be the opposite, uh, but that's that's fine as, as long as you're clear with the, the expectation for, for your dev and several people in your team. So what we will try to do uh, as Trap is to separate, okay, is your goal to promote the solution or is it to help existing users? Um, there is always some overlap but at least if you are promoting or if you are helping, uh, at least you know what is your what is your goal. And so at Strapi, we have a, a user success team, which is the team um, that help uh, existing users uh, by providing better documentation, uh, providing support, uh, guidance, answering to our GitHub issues, community forum, and these kind of things. So this is um, the, the, for, for the user success. And on the other side, we have the, the marketing team. Um, so of course the, the goal of the marketing team is to, to promote, to, to get new users. And, um, and so in that case, it's more about uh, evangelism. So we are, we are not perfect. Um, so um, at Strapi, uh, we have one developer advocate who is actually in the marketing team, mm-hmm. but uh, his, his mission is, is clear. And um, in the user success team, to, to make things even more clear, um, the, the, the role of, the, of this person, um, the, he's a solutions engineer. Right. So in, in a perfect world, um, so Derek in the user success team would be a developer advocate, and Daniel in the marketing team would be a developer evangelist. So like, like right. a lot of the company, we are not perfect, but at least we, we try to, to separate uh, the expectation. Right, makes a lot of sense. I think that's that's true of most several teams. It's like uh, it's it's not a perfect science, so whatever works best for uh, the team for the community. And taking a step back, first hires like can be very important in terms of how teams are shaping up in the future. Any tips or tricks 
about how can founders go around like making their first several hire and like how did you go about making the first several hires for your team yeah that's a very good question um so i think the ideal devrel profile is closer than you that you think because ideally i think this should be someone who is actually part of your existing community um because that way you will find someone that not only is a developer or maybe a developer advocate but it's really someone who will be um absolutely convinced by your product mm-hmm. and really want it to, to make it uh, want to make it successful that's something that is extremely important uh, so it's uh, also someone who ideally is already an expert on a product who uh, has been a, a very a beginner of your product this person ideally knows what should be fixed what should be corrected uh, so that's uh, that's something that is uh, very very important um so to i talked about um derek um so derek has been a uh, in the community for more than two years maybe three before joining strapi and daniel uh, was also um, a community member so right. it was really really nice to to to, to be able to hire people who are already convinced about the product who really want uh, the product to be successful so yeah that's uh, that's probably the best way to hire uh, devrels makes a lot of sense i think uh, that passion is a stuff to find and i think that community is probably the best venue to look for that definitely over time like what kind of impact have you seen from devrels activities to the state of uh, your product and community so First of all, uh, I would say that it's um, about getting more users. Uh, if we talk about, uh, about DevRel from a marketing point of view, um, so it definitely, it definitely helps to, to, to make the product um, successful. So it can be about events uh, to talk about uh, the product. Um, it can be also about content marketing, uh, like many dev tools. Uh, content marketing is, is part of our uh, marketing strategy. And especially tutorials mm-hmm. and uh, developer advocates um, most of the time. I mean, they, they, they do write uh, tutorials. It definitely helps. And from a user success point of view, uh, it is actually something that's extremely important because you know um, the users are going to start um, using your product, but uh, sometimes they, they will struggle with this. Uh, because uh, they don't know how to do things, because it's too technical, because it's buggy sometimes, because yeah. there is a lack of documentation, which totally mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, and so the, the developer um, advocates can help uh, your, your users, uh, which not only satisfy your community because users are successful, but also obviously reduce your, um, your churn rate. Uh, so people happy are people who are going to keep using your product because that's uh, that's uh, the two things are extremely important for for your product so it's definitely important to have devrels in, in your team yeah yeah that's true and have you talked a bit about focus earlier especially when it comes to devrel teams and like having such a huge array of activities that folks in this industry can work on to help the company and the product and like it becomes broader field with each passing day. Like people are working on blog posts, videos, live streams, 
podcasts like this uh, and then so much more and like focus often becomes like a big challenge for a lot of teams so how do you define focus for devrel team at strapi so we we do, we do use okrs at strapi so every quarter we we define a set of priorities which is very helpful because um okay if we are focusing on this number or this specific objective then we we this is the first thing but i think it it uh, it clarify by 50% the question i think yeah, yeah so yeah that's that's the, the okr and um, at the company level of course but also at the team level um, so for example the marketing team is going to focus on including the uh, not only the website the, the traffic on the website or maybe the number of uh, of user on on youtube or maybe to mm-hmm. to work more with uh, with uh, uh, influencers uh, in the in the dev world um so that's that's something that's really going to 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 help most um but at the end of the day that's the, the priorities will be defined by the developer advocates or evangelists themselves um, you just need to give them the, the big picture and what is the goal of the company and they will know how to do it and just trust them uh, they, can, they can do amazing things they have tons of ideas um, and push on every button at the same time so if the objectives of the of the project of the company are clear then uh, it aligns everything and so uh, yeah that's that's probably the best way to, to stay around Makes sense. And uh, do you often see that you, the teams have OKRs? Uh, are the teams often deviating from them from time to time, like mid-quarter, or are they very uh, laser-focused on the OKRs? Uh, yeah, I think we, we all tend to to go on new things. Um, <laughs> so, But yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's our responsibility to, to make sure that we all stay aligned with, with the objectives um, during the entire quarter. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's going well. Yeah, yeah. I think like OKRs provide a good north star to just follow and like uh, calibrate from time to time. Like, okay, are we working on the correct things uh, that have the overall objectives? I guess. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what it's about. I mean, it's it's a north star. Obviously, um, every team will have unexpected unexpected things uh, happening in the quarter. Um, so it's uh, it's very easy to to be defocused. You will be defocused. Every time, that's something that always happens, but I mean, it's just a tool to, to stay focused on the, on the priorities. Yeah. And I was curious, like, how do you envision the DevRel teams to evolve in the next few years? And like, how does this broader concept of developer experience come into play? Uh, that's, that's a really good question. Um, I think DevRel, at the end of the day, uh, and, and even, it's even more true for the community, but uh, I think it's also for, true for DevRel. This is something that if, if you really believe in the, um, in the relations with developer, in the power of the community, um, if you really want to satisfy your users, then I think that this is a, a global topic within the company. Mm-hmm. So um, for us, for example, uh, in the marketing team, so uh, we only have at one um, developer advocate at the moment, but uh, we will define some very big marketing programs. So one could be the content marketing, one could be the events and so on and so on. So it's a very good way to, to split the different things. In the user success team, it's more about support and documentation. And in the product team, it's uh, we also have um, developer relations. Uh, and in this team, it will be uh, more about um, 
developer experience. So we'll have a squad dedicated to this. But it's uh, as an open source project, it's also about the relations with this community. So it's yeah. about contributions, about pull requests, um, giving guidance, offering a plugin API, for example. I mean, plugin API is definitely part of the relations with developers. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's really the way I see uh, developer relations, and uh, again, the community in general. It's something that should uh, should be part of, of of the entire team. True. Yeah, that that makes sense. And do you have any parting words or any thoughts for our, any advice for our listeners? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, one thing to do is to is to clearly uh, set expectation and what you expect from developer relations. So. Don't, don't complexify these questions. Just go, uh, okay, we want to satisfy our users or we want to get new users. That's the, mm-hmm. probably the, the best advice I can say. Um, if you're looking for a developer advocate, then take a look at your community. Your, your, your next developer advocate is probably uh, in your community, one, one of your big fans with a, with a, with a, good, uh, with a good technical level. Um, also, uh, speaking about technical um, skills, I do think that's a very important one. Um, if you want to provide support or to promote products, then you, you need to be able to speak the same language at the, um, at the at your users of your future users. So I, I think having uh, very strong requirements when it comes to hiring someone is something that you definitely have to keep in mind. Wise words. <laughs> well, Pierre, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure having you in the show. Thank you so much, Ty. And thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next time. You have been listening to Technically True, a podcast about public speaking, developer relations, and technology. Hosted and produced by Tanepan.